0: Don't shy away from being the full expression of you because you're afraid of how someone else is going to perceive you. Because maybe you being the full expression of you allows someone else to step into the full expression of themselves.
1: Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast. Nurses are the backbone of healthcare, always there to care for strangers as if they were one of their own, often forsaking special moments with their own family in order to ensure another's loved one is being cared for. As nurses, self-care is essential. I am Elena Mullery, nurse educator and self-care mentor for nurses. I'm an RN with 20 years of clinical experience, a first-hand experience of stress and burnout. It was this experience which led me to develop a passion for personal development and pursue the study of mindfulness, meditation, hypnotherapy, and neuro-linguistic programming. Each episode, I will be promoting self-care strategies to those who always care for others. I have broken self-care down into five aspects mental, emotional, physical, spiritual and indulgence to make it easy to ensure all your self-care needs are being met. Each episode I will interview nurses and self-care gurus from around the world to help you with each aspect of your self-care. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast with Elena Mullery. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Happy Nurse podcast. Today, I am joined by Michelle Powell. Michelle is an internationally recognized holistic health practitioner. She's been a healthcare professional since 2003. She's the author of a three times Amazon bestseller, The Mastery of Wellness. Michelle is a firm believer that there are no such things as a cookie cutter approach to supporting people and has a strong focus on the totality of wellness care, physically, mentally, emotionally, nutritionally, and spiritually. I'm so excited to have you on because our values are so aligned, Michelle. This is going to be an awesome conversation. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much, Elena. I'm so excited as well because, yeah, when you and I chat, I'm like, oh, I feel like we could talk for hours and get into all of the juicy topics.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're definitely very much on the same page when it comes to this stuff. I love it. So as you know, Happy Nurse is all about promoting self-care. I speak about having a non-negotiable in my self-care. What would be your non-negotiable?
0: Yeah, look, to be honest, I actually have a lot of non-negotiable stuff that alters and changes as I grow and evolve. But it's something that I do for myself every week, which might sound a little bit funny, but I actually make a list of all of my priorities for that week. And on that list will be things that, make my heart happy or um, self-time or indulgent time or whatever you want to call it. And it might change week to week. Um, So, for example, this week has been really important for me to spend a little bit more time with my loved ones because I've had a really busy few weeks and my balance hasn't quite been where I like it to be. And I am a big outdoorsy person, so something that's always a non-negotiable for me, regardless of the time of year, is having time where I can go outside and um, be in nature or go for a hike or something along those lines, because it just makes me really happy.
1: Yeah, you seem to be outside a lot, because I see your videos coming up on Facebook where you're You're walking along chatting about. Yeah,
0: my walk and talks, they've become quite a popular thing, actually. And I think sometimes as I'm walking, I feel like all the files in my brain just sort of click into place. And then I can articulate myself even better.
1: (laughs) That's so awesome. I know someone else who does something very similar. They do it what do they call it run talk or something you know and they've been running and it's all kind of fallen into place while they've been running so when they stop they're all hot and sweaty but they just download all this amazing information for everyone yeah I think there's truly
0: something with that though because you know your physiology as you know impacts your psychology so when you've had you know whether you want to call it the endorphins or you know the sunshine and fresh air or a combination of all of the things it just I feel like it realigns you and then you can go into all of those areas that you want to chat about.
1: Yeah and I think me- um walking is almost like meditation to me as well because mm. when you start to really focus on like how you're feeling the surroundings how the sun shining on your skin or the rains falling on your skin or just being so present and aware all that kind of mind chatter it just all disappears and it lets what you want to kind of let in come in if you want to let it in if that makes sense
0: exactly and I kind of feel like it allows you to be a little bit more authentic as well because you're not concerned about how a message is going to be received or perceived you're just like this is what I'm thinking and feeling in this moment and does it resonate with you too
1: yeah it's so true and it's all about coming back to that authentic self isn't I know you're a big advocate of that
0: hundred (laughs) percent
1: part of what you do with your clients is returning back to that point point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know from my own personal journey what it can be like to really lose that authentic self and, you know, you can call it your authentic self, you can call it being true to yourself, whatever label floats your boat. But I feel like there's so many pressures, expectations, responsibilities and even just the things that we experience in our life that remove us from ourselves. So I think a lot of the time we don't even know that we've been removed from our authentic self.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I shared with you last week when we were chatting that I liken it to being homesick, homesick for who I really am, because I spent years I'm for the first few years I was in Australia feeling really homesick and thinking I wanted to go back to Scotland and I would go back every six to eight months. And But it still wouldn't like satisfy that itch. And it wasn't until I actually started working on myself and I realised I had taken on all these personas of who I thought I should be as a mum, as a wife, as a daughter. When I started to strip them all off and actually come back to who I am and, and rediscover who Elena is... The homesickness left. So I wasn't actually homesick for a place. I was homesick for being myself. It was yeah, it's an incredible thing. Yes. And it's so true. You know,
0: being homesick for yourself. And and I think your story is, um, you know, without disregarding what you've gone through, but I think that it's really common because, like you said, as we were chatting last week and, you know, I shared about coming out of a, a long-term relationship that included domestic violence. And there was so many elements of myself that I had piece by piece lost along the way. And I think that's something that people aren't always aware of is that it's not generally a big chunk and, oh, you wake up and you don't know who you are anymore It's this little chipping away bit by bit by bit. It's like erosion internally. And I think you articulated it so well by saying homesickness because it's so true and I feel that we can totally feel homesick for a loss of self and we might not even recognise that it's a a loss of self.
1: Yeah, and it is. And as you see, it just happens gradually. Just you chip away at it and... Suddenly, yeah. you, you don't recognize who you are anymore.
0: Hanji, for sure. And I think that. I think that when we start talking about being authentic, it's something that can get people's backs up a little bit, because they're like, "Well, I'm an authentic person. I'm an authentic XYZ, because they want to defend where they're at. And I don't actually feel that it's about that at all. I feel like it's about who are you underneath all of that? What are pieces of yourself that maybe you've had to squash or hide or reject or you've lost along the way or you've had to be someone else in order to survive or to fit in or, you know, there's so many reasons that we can lose Our trajectory of who we want to be and where we want to go as well as forgetting pieces of who we are fundamentally like right back into childhood you know that innocence and purity of the inner child that's still within all of us as well that original personality that's still there
1: Yeah, totally. I love there's a meme that goes around on social media and it says, who were you before the world told you who you should be? And I think that just nails it, isn't it? It's hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. We feel like we have to be these people and we lose who we actually are ourselves. And then through that, we lose our creativity. We lose our inspiration. We just, yeah, it's like we almost jump on a hamster wheel and we just go round and round and round. Well, that's
0: it and I think that's another piece that's quite crushing to the human spirit as well as, you know, in that work mentality and I don't even think it matters what industry you're in but there's such a big work, I wouldn't even call it ethic, I would call it pressure and expectation to output, 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 output and then... We as human beings aren't designed to be like that all the time. You know, we're human beings, we're not human doings. Yeah. We lose all of that. And I think that adds to a loss of self because then we can identify ourselves as something. So, for example, all of the nurses listening, there's going to be a component of them that identifies themselves as a nurse. But that's not who they are. It's a part of what they do in life. And I know that from especially coaching all calibre of people over the years, but I've worked with a lot of nurses and doctors over the years as well, and there's a massive part of their what they sense is their true self, is their identity with their job. But then with someone that's coming out of their job or maybe they've lost their job or maybe they've been medically discharged from their job or there's this huge almost identity crisis because they've put their identity in something that's actually not them. It's not the essence of who they are as a person.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. We do tend to to lose ourselves in these labels. Mm. And I know like I've gone through it recently myself since launching Happy Nurse because yeah I'm still engaging with nurses and I do still work part-time as a nurse but it's that almost who am I now that I'm not just being a nurse I've got this business as well and I'm, I've am i launched a podcast and then all that imposter syndrome stuff came up and I was like oh I don't know if I can do this this is too much you know but it was, it was just realigning my thoughts and my beliefs around who I am as a person. Mm. We were just talking about it on um, a call I was just on and we were talking about the alter ego personas and how some, some people use that to step into. And I found it really interesting because I was like, where is the boundary with authenticity when they do this? You know, thinking about some of the the massive celebrities and they have got these alter ego personas that they use to perform and yeah it really got me thinking I was like mm, how does that all lie with the you know the authenticity thing? yeah it's quite interesting I feel
0: like there's a component of it which allows you to bridge the gap from where you are now and future you or where you want to be for example, something I will say to people is: if you were already future you and you were looking back at you right now, what's the gap between there? What would you need to do, or be, or have to grow from the version of you now to the version that you want to be? And you might be able to say things like, "Well, I'd be more brave and courageous. Um, I wouldn't doubt myself as much. I'm more capable than I thought." Like you've already got all the learnings and the wisdom as future you because you've already done all the steps that maybe you're afraid to do now and maybe not giving yourself enough credit for. So I think there's definitely wisdom that you can take away from that. The danger of a persona, so to speak, is whether it feels congruent if that makes
1: sense yeah totally but if it's going to help you to bridge that gap as you just described beautifully I can see how it would be beneficial because it's almost externalizing it But you know you want to get to that place yes it's helping you to rationalize it in your head that that's actually you if you're still in that kind of feeling of I don't know if I can do this
0: Exactly. So if you're apprehensive about something, you can use that to be like, oh, well, I guess I have to step up because future Michelle, she would do it because she's really bold and she would have made that happen and blah, blah, blah. I think that what I mean by with it being congruent is to check in with yourself as to why you're projecting into that future self whether it's in alignment with where you want to go. So are you doing it for the right reasons or are you doing it to make someone else happy or are you doing it to fit in or are you doing it because you're in survival mode or like actually checking in, like is this the person that you really want to be and grow to or is it fear that you're doing that from?
1: Yeah, so is it something that you just feel that you lack confidence in at the moment or is it because you think it's what someone else wants you to do? Or Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that, that makes lots of sense.
0: I think that gives you sort of like a check-in point with yourself. You're like, okay, am I doing this for a good reasons or am I doing this to perpetuate a current or
1: ongoing problem? Yeah, awesome. Thank you. That makes so much sense. (laughs) You're so welcome. I um, created a model of self care because I found that self care often gets associated with things like going to the spa or getting your hair done or your nails done. And I call that the indulgent aspect of self care. And I think it's really important that we also address what I believe are the other four aspects, which are the mental, emotional, spiritual and physical aspects of ourself as well and look after that so that when we do indulge in these indulgent aspects we benefit much more from them because we're actually looking after the other four at the same time so i've gone around this question a really long way but um, what is your idea of <laughs> indulgent self-care Ah,
0: that's a super good question. And I really love how you've been able to separate that into different components. I actually don't think, me personally, that there's such a thing as indulgent self-care, because what someone perceives as indulgent, another person might do that on a daily practice. Um, So, I think that's quite personal. But, you know, Some things that I love doing that might be classified in perhaps the indulgent category is I love chocolate and I am not going to not have that in my life. So that's a thing. Awesome. (laughs) Um, But then other simple things, Um, I love comedy I absolutely, whether it's movies or stand-up or I love having a good laugh and I have quite a (laughs) sometimes out of left field um, type of sense of humour and, you know, enjoy a plethora of different um, comedians. And for me, sometimes just sitting down and watching something funny with no agenda other than having some belly laughs Um, Things like that I think are really important just for human spirit. Other things that I do, which I generally don't admit to everyone except now for everyone listening to your podcast, (laughs) is I love putting on music and dancing around like an absolute idiot. It makes me so happy and I really don't care what I look like. I think I'm a rock star, so that's
1: that's a thing. <laughs> You're in good company. I'm the same, and it has to be '90s dance music. There's my.
0: <laughs> that's the best. I have the widest taste in music, too. So. You know, it's quite interesting what I listen to, but oh my God, like I will dance around the kitchen and the lounge room and actually pretty much anywhere. Like I don't care who I embarrass if I'm with someone at the time, I'm still going to do it because life's too short to not have fun and to have a laugh. And it just, it always makes me happy and it shifts whatever moods or stresses or anything else that's going on as well. So I think that, um, Hopefully, it answers your question on in, you know, indulgence.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And do you know what? I always say with the indulgent aspect, it's whatever lights you up, whatever brings you that sense yeah. of yeah. So yeah, you've just articulated that beautifully because that is, <laughs> and the big smile on your face right now, is <laughs> you know? awesome. and it is. It's what's bringing you that joy, and I love the music and the dance and. I mean, I've got two boys and if things can get a bit fraught in the house at times, you know, with all this testosterone and one's just about to turn into a teenager. and Oh no, <laughs> look out. At that point, I just put on really loud music and just jump around like crazy and it just calms the energy in the house right back down. It's, it's awesome. It's like it gets it out of your system yeah. and you just, you have a great time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. If you enjoy meditating or you would like to give meditation a try, why not head on over to happynurse.com.au forward slash meditation to download my free guided meditation for stress and anxiety relief. It's 12 minutes of pure self-care. Who or what inspires you to be the best version of yourself?
0: Oh, that is such a good question. My initial answer is myself, which might sound a little funny but I think that intrinsically we know we're capable of so much more and that knowledge for me always pushes me to push my own boundaries to push my own comfort zones to step up to the next level to try something new to You know, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I'm going to have a great story to tell. Even if I fall flat on my face, I always reckon there's going to be a great story at the end of it. So, you know, if you dive in and give it a go, that's a bit of mentality there. So I think that me constantly wanting to evolve as a person, I have always had that inner drive. So I think that's a big thing that inspires me. As for people that inspire me, oh, my list is long. Like there there's people that are in my inner circle that I look at and I admire their passion and their focus and their sense of humor and their intelligence and their emotional intelligence and you know, their skills and abilities. And I I do believe that, you know, we have these wonderful people that are in our lives and in our inner circles that we can look to first and foremost before we look globally for any type of inspiration and growth. And I always say to people, choose those closest to you wisely because they should be... In this beautiful relationship with reciprocity where you can both help each other grow and flourish in every way possible. So I feel really blessed that I don't need to look very far because the people that matter to me that, you know, sit in my heart that are close to me, they're the first people I look to for external inspiration Outside of that, so if you want to look bigger, people that have really inspired me throughout my life and out, throughout my career um, have definitely been people that I've done um, courses with and work with and coaching with. So um, Paul Check being definitely one of the highest ones up there for me. He's the founder of the Czech Institute and I spent probably a good seven years doing a lot of study and work through the Czech Institute to gain um, my holistic health practitioner qualifications and a plethora of other qualifications there as well. And um, I did a lot of work with him personally, and that was incredible. Another man that i worked with for a few years that I originally met through the Czech Institute, but then he went out on his own, um, was J.P. Sears, and I did a lot of work with him um, in mental-emotional health space and did retreats with him, and um, I still look back really fondly on all of the life's lessons there that I still use to this day. I'm not really one of those people that look at celebrities or anything like that for inspiration. So, yeah, it's more people in the wellness space that walk their talk because anyone can talk nowadays and I think with social media in general, you know, anyone can say anything but people that are, genuine that are the real deal that's the stuff that I'm into
1: yeah I'm with you there the ones that are actually practicing what they preach they they do as they say oh
0: exactly it's like anyone can say it but you're not really back to that authenticity piece you're not an authentic person if you can just sit there and tout something but you're not actually going to do it yourself
1: yeah exactly And I was, I've been chastising myself around this because I always, I go on about making sure you stay hydrated at work and, um, and I'm still really bad at doing it. And yesterday I went in with this two liter bottle of water to work. Like I went, I got myself this new flask at Costco and I filled it up and I just kept going and drinking all day. And my colleagues were like, whoa, I'm, I'm practicing what I preach. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't have to be
0: like this massive, life-altering thing, but actual fact, it is. Because every system in your body is going to work better from drinking that bad boy.
1: I came home last night and I didn't feel completely knackered because I had hydrated myself all day. I love that. The thing is with us nurses, we have this thing that a lot of the managers – they don't like us having water bottles at the desks because it's deemed untidy. So this is the battle we're up against, but I just kind of had mine stashed away in a corner where nobody really saw it. And I just kept going and having another drink. So
0: I I think that's so awesome. And I I've noticed too, with working with a lot of nurses over the years, that's something you guys really struggle with is Water and toilet breaks. Yeah, yeah. They go together because you don't want to drink, because you don't know when you're going to go to the bathroom yet, but you're completely dehydrated and nothing in your body wants to function properly, yet you're never going to be able to go to the bathroom. So it's this
1: perpetual cycle. And you would never deny your patients water or the bathroom. (laughs) So why are you doing it to yourselves? Yeah, this is what you see. Exactly. (laughs) I'm trying to, yeah, instill it in myself. I am going to drink lots of water. I love that.
0: And you can set that as a goal. You're like, this is my water bottle. I'm going to complete this for this shift.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I did empty it. I was proud of myself. Nice. (laughs) Good work. I was thinking earlier as well, it dropped in when you were talking about how you find yourself as an inspiration. And I agree with you. There's a lot of people I interview, they say the same thing. And I find inspiration from myself too. As you were speaking, you reminded me of that Marianne Williamson quote, and I've got it here. I'm going to read it out. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are we not to be? Playing small doesn't serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine. And that's by Marianne Williamson. I just love that quote. And I've got it on the kitchen, on the pin board. So whenever I'm having a moment, I read it. I instill it in my kids too.
0: That's so good. I, I'm familiar with that quote and I haven't heard it for quite some time. So that was really beautiful. And it's so true because if number one, if we can't kick our own ass and inspire ourselves, then we're always expecting external validation. And yes, we do need external validation and inspiration and love and support and all of that. But we also need it to come from within as well. And my favourite piece of that quote is the dulling down so that you make other people feel, don't make other people feel insecure. And I'm like, oh, that's that's the juice right there. It's like don't shy away from being the full expression of you because you're afraid of how someone else is going to perceive you because maybe you being the full expression of you Allows someone else to step into the full expression of themselves.
1: Yeah, you become that other person's inspiration. Like, I get that a lot recently, and everyone's like, Alina, you're so inspiring. And I'm like, I'm just doing my thing. You know, I'm happy. I love what I do. But, and and I think because I am genuinely happy and I am so passionate about what I do, I think they find that even more inspiring because I'm actually connecting to who I am and what I love
0: your happiness and you're chasing your dreams you're not just wishing and wanting you're taking all of the steps to make it a reality and I think that's hugely inspirational
1: thank (laughs) you and I I also I believe that if we are always aspiring to be the best versions of ourselves as nurses especially if we are being that person we are then delivering a much higher standard of care to our patients because we're turning up and we know who we are and we're aware of our triggers and we are emotionally mature and we can deal with things in a, a much kind of easier, I don't want to use the word easy, but in a much more capable way than if we were stuck in that victim mindset if that makes sense
0: absolutely and I I love that you use like the maturity aspect there because I think that's a part of stepping into yourself more and more is taking responsibility of your shit like you said triggers every single one of us has fears and insecurities because you're a human being so it's gonna happen (laughs) but but owning that And being like, okay, well, there's something that I get to go and work on in myself and heal in myself and become more whole so that it doesn't spill out in your work or onto your partner or your family or your friends or whomever. So I think it's that ownership of self there. And I think that's that key element of the maturity that you're talking about with authenticity there.
1: Yeah, and it does. It all just comes back to being your authentic self, doesn't yep. it? Like how we started this conversation. Exactly. I feel
0: like everything comes back there because, um, well, it, it was the second tattoo that I got that wraps around my wrist and it says, be true to yourself. And that for me was a reminder of don't ever lose yourself again. Like, you get to be you and there's nobody else on the planet that's like me. I'm a once-off, limited edition, never again going to be repeated, one of a kind. Why are we constantly trying to fit in and be accepted and, you know, the for lack of a better term, you know, sheeple because we've <laughs> all got something completely individual to offer so even if there's a million nurses, every single one has something completely different to offer because of who they fundamentally are as a person.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I um, will give you a big high five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Virtual high five.
1: Yeah. No, that's awesome. And it is. It's all about being true to you and loving who you are, you know? Yeah. We we do tend to shy away from our core essence, if for want of a better way of putting it. And because through years of conditioning and listening to external sources and being influenced by caregivers, by the media, by training, whatever, we we tend to lose connection to that essence of who we actually are. And I know personally getting back to that person, it's been it's been huge. It's been life-changing to the point my ex-husband said to me not that long ago, he went, I used to be able to read you like a book, Alina. He went, I don't know who you are anymore. That's how much I've changed. So yeah, I gave myself a pat on the back for that one. That's
0: that's so (laughs) good because like you said, you've come back to yourself. So there was an element of losing yourself. And I think maybe that's a part of our journey too, is sometimes we have to lose ourselves so that we can figure out what is us and what isn't us. And I think sometimes, you know, as we're talking about self-love and appreciation, yeah, sometimes it's really a lot easier said than done. And I think there's a lot of fear with being your authentic self as well, whether consciously or unconsciously, because if you're rejected, you're actually really rejected for you as opposed to, oh, well, that wasn't really who I was anyway. So it's like a security blanket a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's like what does Brené, I'm a huge fan of Brené Brown. Oh, I love her. What she called the vulnerability armour. We put it all on, you know. yeah. Yeah.
0: And behind the layers of like vulnerability is connection and real, true, genuine connections. And that's actually what we want as human beings. We need love. We need to have those beautiful relationships, not just romantically, but, you know, friendships, you know, our tribe, our family, our people, whatever you want to call it. And in order to have those, we have to play that vulnerability role to form those bonds with people. So behind the scariness is all of the beauty and the wonder.
1: Yeah, that's so true. You nailed it there. And it is, <laughs> It's about having that courage to be vulnerable.
0: Oh, courage. Exactly. And I yeah. think that's probably the best way to describe it. You've got to be courageous enough to be really freaking vulnerable. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but then we all do it without realising we're doing it at times. But then other times, when we are aware we're doing it, it kind of stops us in our tracks. And oh, can totally. Us a bit,
0: yeah. And I've been guilty of that too, just as much as everyone else. Like I've caught myself in moments going, oh, I'm really vulnerable with this person right now. This could go one of two ways." But I'd much rather be that vulnerable person and see what comes of it. Because then I know if it's real or not.
1: Yeah, and you're being true to you and you're being your best version of yourself. So you know that through being vulnerable, if they don't gel with you, you're just not their cup of tea because you're still in alignment with who you are.
0: Exactly. And then it's like if that space is filled by someone that's in alignment, that's perfect and that's a beautiful bond and connection connection but if they're not the person for you then they're going to be let go and that space will be made free for someone who is in alignment with your growth with your core values with who you really are and where you want to go and all of those beautiful life things
1: yeah that's awesome and that's as you said at the end of the day it's one of the basic human needs it's that if you go back to Maslow's hierarchy yes it's that connection with others
0: yeah exactly I mean they even say that you know babies can die without love like if they don't receive like, can not just like on a they need milk and they need blah 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 like without having that physical connection and that love and that intimacy so I think that's just the human condition is we are designed to give and receive love, and we want that to come from a real space, not from something fake and fair weather
1: yeah but at the at the core of it all, we all just want love, don't we?
0: yeah, every single one of us we're all <laughs> yeah. just a, a little heart
1: walking around on our sleeves. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Oh, it's been so awesome talking to you, Michelle. Thank you for taking time to come on the podcast. You today. are
0: so very welcome.
1: Um, hopefully, we can record another one soon.
0: Absolutely, I feel like you and I could go down many different paths because we're we've got similar interests in uh, different areas of wellness and healthcare, and I, and we could just keep having incredible conversation yeah
1: definitely I totally agree I'm thinking maybe we need to explore the values one at some oh, point. oh yeah that's about core values good. that might be another episode coming
0: Definitely, up. I can talk for a long time on core values I mean as you can tell I'm pretty good at talking um, <laughs> so I can definitely talk to you more about that <laughs> Awesome. You've got
1: a free download or something to offer. I do. I have a
0: free article for all of your listeners. Um, It's an authenticity article which dives into what it actually refers to about being authentic. I know you and I have touched on that a little bit today, but it's got a bit more um, depth to it. And it's also got some signs and symptoms that you can check in with yourself to, that you might not even notice our signs and symptoms within your body and mind when you're not being your authentic
1: self awesome thank you so much for sharing that with us you're most welcome yeah if the listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm on all of the normal social media places, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. I'm all under the same handle. So it's the Michelle Powell, as in the one and only. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Love it. Owning it. Beautiful. (laughs) That's awesome. So I'll put the links to your social pages in the show notes too. have an awesome day thank you so much for chatting with me this morning you're so
0: welcome elena i look forward to next time
1: thank you for listening to the happy nurse podcast if you've enjoyed today's content and would like to join the happy nurse community head over to facebook and check out the happy nurse AU facebook page and request to join the happy nurse community also, check out happynurse.com.au for access to free downloads and subscription to my blog. See you soon. And in the meantime, remember to always offer yourself the same compassion that you so freely give to others.